This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Monday. What's up? Let me go ahead and apologize. Anyone that listens to the show on the podcast, my apologies for it going up extremely late. As in like this afternoon late, as opposed to last night. For the first time since I've been doing this show, I don't know what possessed me to to not do it. I didn't hit the record button when we started. See, I have to hit the stream button, and then I also hit the record button so I have a local copy. But my dumbass did not hit the record button last night for whatever reason. For the first time in three and a half years. DJ Dub, Shelly, what is up? I had to uh, wait on the YouTube. Let the video process so I can put that shit up on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, whatever else. Uh, I don't know all the different... uh, I know I'm on like 10 podcasting platforms. I don't know all the different names. Apple, I'm on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called. Uh, high enough for this shit. It's gonna be a wild show. We got some wild video. We got some crazy stories. Breaking news as we're coming on. One of the supposed GOP whistleblowers against Hunter Biden has been charged by the Department of Justice in an arms dealing scheme. Apparently he was he was connected to Israeli intelligence or some shit. We also got information a lawyer for Hunter Biden is certain that the right-wing allegations against him are bullshit and he says he's got the receipts. We're going to talk about the apparent meeting between the Wagner leader, Pergozin, and uh, Vladimir Putin that took place, might have been yesterday now in Russian time, but I think it was today in U.S. time. I don't know. I get thrown off on time. I'm not good at math. Oh, you thought I was going to hit Scott Steiner, didn't you? The QAnon shaman is in a feud with Nick Fuentes. Apparently, the QAnon shaman was going to go speak at some far-right convention, uh, but he didn't know that Nick Fuentes was going to be there, and he got a lot of problems with Nick Fuentes. So, good on the QAnon shaman, I guess. George Santos, God... Remember when I had to constantly talk about George Santos like every night? I'm glad that's died down, but we got to talk about him again. Compared himself to Rosa Parks. George Santos compared himself to Rosa Parks on some kind of podcast. Rudy Giuliani running his trap was talking about like, we don't know how deep the, the left and their sex trafficking goes. Meanwhile, a Republican in Florida... 
one of the sponsors of the Don't Say Gay Bill. You guys already know what I'm getting ready to say, right? You, you already know. One of the sponsors of the Don't Say Gay Bill arrested for DUI and has been accused of sexually harassing two staffers. Both staffers male. One of the co-sponsors of the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida arrested for DUI accused of sexually harassing two staffers both of which are male. An idiot in South Carolina decided to go to a school board meeting because he's heard right-wing media tell him that they've got fucking sexually explicit books. Decided to throw chicken feed at the school board. Heart-wrenching story of this 14-year-old girl. Um, apparently, she was she went missing, found on a military base. You want to talk about some trafficking? Apparently, some trafficking was going on. I don't know if the military base was involved, but wouldn't surprise me. Get that story here in a little bit. Record flooding in New England. Apparently. An entire summer's worth of rain falling in Vermont, I believe it was. But also, like, New England getting slammed, period. But I think it was Vermont saw an entire summer's worth of rain in just a few hours. I have this story. We can do it. You guys have to tell me if you want to do it or not. The right-wingers are pissed off about Bud Light again. <laughs> I, I'm totally fine with skipping that one if you want to. Uh, but it's not like what I've got after it is much better. Uh, Michael Knowles. Michael Knowles uh, hosts a trad wife question segment. I guess it's his wife. I'm... I need to find out what trad means. Warlord, are you in here? Can you tell me trad? What does trad mean? And is Michael Knowles' wife a trad wife? All that and more tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. DJ Dub, did I say hey to you? Did I say hey to you? Good evening, everyone. Where's your dog? Oh, I dropped him off at the groomers. I, so I know nothing. Oh, traditional. Well, I guess Michael Knowles' wife would, uh, would, uh, fall under the, the traditional. I, I assume he treats her like property. So that checks out. So questions from a trad wife. That's what you got to look forward to. So I, I vaguely even knew who Miranda Sings 
was. All I know is I'm scrolling through Twitter. And there's like a screenshot of her playing ukulele. And above it is the gif of Frank Reynolds from Sunny in Philadelphia. He's like, we got to write a song about how we don't diddle kids. And that cracked me the fuck up. Because apparently that was exactly what happened. Miranda Sings decided to write a song about how she doesn't diddle kids. (laughs) We don't diddle kids. No, we don't touch them. Gotta love that show so much. I didn't realize it was on last week because like everything was off for 4th of July. So I didn't know Sonny was so like, I only watched Sonny like a night ago, two nights ago. Uh, Risky Rat instead of Chuck E. Cheese, it was Risky Rat. I just can't believe somebody in real life actually did the Frank, uh, let's write a song, say we don't diddle kids. (laughs) And also, fuck Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld, one of my favorite shows of all time. Larry David, quite possibly my favorite comedic writer. Fuck Jerry Seinfeld. He's kind of a creep. I... (laughs) Oh, man, Richard. (laughs) Oh, you bring up I did. I... Fucking, I've got no problem with Idan. <laughs> and like, we've always been, we've like, I would come into his chat, he would shout me out, like we were, I thought we were cool, but uh, <laughs> you crack a few jokes on the dude, and he kind of gets his panties in one. Ah, oh, tell him not to be so sensitive. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm fucking not on Twitch anymore, so like I can't be like, oh, I'm ban me so I can come back to your chat. <sighs> I used to like when I was on during the day, I'd always ra- uh, raid into Idan. So, <laughs> but he turned on me quick. Oh shit. At least, at least, uh, uh, James took it well. Like, like we were in this whole thing and we were having a, a back and forth and I'm joking around with him and like James took it well. And like, I think we're still cool. Once again, I haven't been on Twitch in a long time, but I Dan did not take it well. I never got the impression he was a miserable guy. I always liked him. Always liked his content. So I don't. But once again, you get in those little like Twitter spats, and nobody comes out looking looking good. Hey, I would consider Richard. I would assume I'm a toxic person that's toxic to other people. That's what some dude called me a dick, and I'm like. I admit to it. I never never said I wasn't a dick. 
Like I try to like I try to use my my Richard powers <laughs> to uh, I, I try to use them for good. I try to bully the bullies. I want to to take my uh, smart mouth and put people in their fucking place when they're saying dumb shit. You want another one? Yeah, I couldn't decide which I couldn't decide which meme I liked better for this. You still haven't downloaded threads. I mean, I feel bad about like I have been a dick to people that didn't deserve it. I've like a like past relationships and and shit. Like, like I've yelled at girlfriends that absolutely do fucking probably come close to abusive relationship if not stepped over the line numerous times and I feel horrible about that now especially like through my 20s holy fuck that's what I talked about last night like my I kind of thought like I was a sociopath when I was a teenager like when, like when I was like 16, 17, 18 do I not feel feelings? But I do. I do. I fucking strongly about a lot of things. Yeah, jealousy plays into it with relationships as well. Especially like if you like me and the crack whore. And you know, we, we had an open-esque type of relationship. Where, you know, we were, we were going out and like that. that And jealousy was into it. I was insecure still. I don't think I became secure in who I am six, seven, eight years ago, somewhere in that time frame. It was 32, 33, around that time. An insecurity in a male, like, woof. Is it not good? It's not good. A lot of a lot of the problems we face as a society come specifically from insecure males. Speaking of insecure males, I don't I don't even know what the first story is. Oh. Um King Charles? <laughs> is King Charles insecure? I don't think he is. Alright, so our president, President Joe Biden, on his way overseas, or is already overseas, is already, he met with the king, is already overseas for the NATO summit, which I, happening now, or in a few hours, like, it'll be morning over there, I don't know, I tried to get a time, there was something to watch, we were gonna watch it on stream, but I don't, cause yeah, Warlord like goes to bed now, so I think it's like midnight over there in Europe, in some places in Europe, Europe's a big continent. In the days other well, I guess relative to other continents, Europe isn't that big of a continent. But you get what I mean. Fine. President Biden has arrived in Vilnius, Lithuania, to meet with Western leaders at a key NATO summit on Tuesday. Earlier today, the president was at Windsor Castle in Britain and received a ceremonial welcome from King Charles. The pair also discussed the challenges of climate change, but neither man spoke publicly. In southern Ukraine, officials today blamed a Russian-guided bomb for killing seven people on Sunday. They had gathered to receive humanitarian aid. Oh, my God. The remnants of the site, a school building, with some people still feared missing. The governor... Was it a clusterfuck? ...called it a war crime. 
Moscow has confirmed that Russian mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin and his top commanders pledged their loyalty after staging a rebellion last month. A Kremlin spokesman said today they met with Russian President Vladimir Putin within days of calling. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into that. Let's let's hone in on that story. I thought this was all going to be about the NATO summit. Moscow is claiming that Russian President Vladimir Putin held talks with the leader of the Wagner mercenary group and his commanders days after the group's failed mutiny. And a Kremlin spokesman said the three-hour meeting took place on June 29th and ended with the Wagner forces pledging loyalty to who else? Vladimir Putin. Joining us now is retired Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster. He's a CBS News foreign policy and national security contributor. And of course, of course, he's also a former, former US Trump administration advisor. Uh, so Special. we're looking at this meeting or we're hearing about this meeting directly from the Kremlin. Uh, just what do you make of the message they're trying to send? Are the Kremlin and the Wagner mercenary group friends now? <laughs> Well, you know, you know what these authoritarians do is they create a whole bunch of different security apparatuses and then they, they pit them against each other. And what Wagner was useful for Vladimir Putin because he could use them to really uh, use violence in an indiscriminate way in a ruthless manner and then have some kind of degree of, 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 uh, of denial or you know, what you might call almost... That's another thing that um, the PBS story didn't get into is that Turkey has now uh, rescinded their um, objection to Ukraine joining NATO. Kind of a surprise. So yeah, the Turkey-Russia tensions. Weird shit going on. Who knows what's going on there? Most implausible deniability with this Wagner group. But as with all mercenaries, you know, they're motivated by their, by their, by their own, for their own reasons. And, and this is, of course, God. Wagner became quite critical of and became pitted against the other security structure, uh, one of the other security structures, which is the Ministry of Defense. And I think what Putin's trying to do is, is just to, to limit the damage. I mean, I think what you have now is is really a crack in this idea uh, that, that Putin is invulnerable. And what he didn't what he didn't want, I think, the conflict to do was to, to escalate. It'll, it'll be important, Lily, I think, to, to look at the degree to which Wagner complies with what they've been told to do, which is to integrate with the, the, the Russian army. And that's going to be problematic, right? Putting these mercenaries into into regular Russian army units. You know, they're Wagner mercenaries and thugs, you know, and criminals. They're paid uh, over $10,000 a month. Uh, a regular Russian conscript is paid about $2,500 a month, you know? Wow. And, and uh, so I, I just, you wonder, okay, how, how's this integration going to happen? Yeah. I, I just don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Hey, hey, H.R. McMaster, uh, you want to talk about the uh, difference in pay between private contractors here in the United States and the U.S. military? <laughs> I think you probably know all about it, don't you, sir? Sounds You've got the Kremlin claiming this meeting happened, the Kremlin claiming that loyalty was pledged by the Wagner Group to Putin. Uh, we have no way of confirming that so far, uh, so we're just... Going with what they've said, I'm sure there's still more to come, but but shifting topics to what's happening inside the borders of Ukraine, uh, President Biden is taking some criticism from members of his own party about the decision to provide cluster munitions, cluster bombs to Ukraine. Uh, the case the administration is making is, look, Ukraine wants these weapons, they're facing these weapons from the Russians, and it's their own soil, so even though they're controversial, we're saying yes. What do you make of the debate here? Well, I think it should be a non-debate, Tony. I mean, I think we should provide as many 
cluster bomb munitions as we can to them. These are called improved conventional munitions. Now they I bet you do. Concern, a legitimate concern about protecting innocent civilians. But it's important to note that the Russians are firing from their artillery. What board do you think he sits on? There's a, there is probably a financial interest in H.R. McMaster wanting to send cluster bombs to Ukraine. Send them everything we can. Yeah, send, take our tax dollars. Send them everything we can. Artillery and the rocket systems cluster bomb munitions indiscriminately into civilian areas. So why not give the Ukrainians the ability to use these quite capable uh, rounds, uh, these munitions, against those artillery systems that are targeting the Ukrainian people. And, and as I mentioned, to do it on their own territory. So I think when you look at juice and bellow or, or you know, just war and the conduct of war, you look at proportionality and discrimination. And I believe that it, it meets that criteria, the, the, the criteria that St. Thomas Aquinas came up with quite some time ago. Yeah, we're reminded you have a PhD in this. And I mean, if, when, when you're a lawmaker, I would be very hesitant as anybody sent, uh, commenting on what the actions of people in a war zone fighting a war are doing if you're not in that war zone yourself. And I mean, and on the subject of being in a war, dozens of leaders, including, of course, President Biden, are gathering in Lithuania for NATO's annual summit this week. The president is saying, look, Ukraine cannot join NATO now because it is in war, because, you know, quoting uh, Article 5, saying a war on one of the allies is a war on all of them. But there is division among NATO members about whether or not Ukraine should be a member. Can you talk to us about what, where this division uh, stems from? From. Well, Lily, you know, it's, it's really regrettable that we took kind of the, this half measure right? and talked about Ukraine in 2008, maybe becoming a, a member of NATO, but then never really followed through on it. And that was like the, the you know, the, the worst of, of both worlds. I think what Ukraine needs now is, is a path to NATO membership and a clear path that all leaders in NATO can get behind. You know, the president's mentioned, hey, well, we, we can't have you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, a, a did it sicken you, Flash? Right because there isn't unanimity, but we, I think, NATO members expect the United States to lead in that connection. I and mean, it's important to know what what Putin will do is he won't he won't stop, right? Every keeps talking about is there an off ramp for Putin? On the board of Zoom, interesting. For another on ramp, and even if his forces are defeated in in the occupied territory of Ukraine, it's quite I, I think easy to imagine that he'll continue this campaign of of subversion and aggression against Ukraine. What he's really trying to do as well is just kind of right now, choke Ukraine out, uh, make them economically unviable and make the country uninvestable. And at some point, Ukraine's gonna have to, to reconstruct the, you know, their country. And they're gonna have to develop defense capabilities uh, to ensure their safety and security of their, of their people well into the future. And of course, doing that under the umbrella of NATO, I think is important. Remember. We gave them security guarantees in 1994 with the Budapest Agreement. When when we, we talked to Ukraine into giving up their nuclear weapons, of course, Russia... He's got a library with a ladder, man. Like, I like. I want to have a library big enough where I need a ladder. It was a signatory to that agreement as well. And you know how good their word is in the Kremlin. So I think what's important today is bolstering the, the morale of the Ukrainian people. Show them a path to sustainable security for their people uh, into the future after they defeat the Russians who are occupying their territory and, and, and reestablish their territorial integrity. They do. Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster, thank you so much for that uh, lesson. <sighs>
I figured it'd be around like uh, 15 to 20K a month. Russia said 10K a month for their uh, Wagner forces. Around the topic of national security, apparently President Joe Biden told national secrets on live television. But now think about the source where this comes from. Come on, man. Fox News is claiming this. <laughs> We're going to go to Fox and Friends first. President Biden facing backlash after appearing to let a military secret slip during a rare live TV interview. This is a war relating to munitions and uh, the running out of those that ammunition, and we're low on it. Yeah, I, we did we watch that, or did we watch a clip of that last night, or it was in some other story that we did? Because when he said that, I was like, we're low on munitions. <laughs> Dustin, good evening. As like, I just, I find that hard to believe. I don't know what he means by that. And so what I finally did Spider-Pickle. recommendation of the Defense Department to not permanently, but to allow for in this transition period where we get more 155 weapons, these shells for Ukrainians. Jake Beckett is a U.S. Army veteran and former Arkansas Senate candidate, and he joins us now. Jake, good morning to you. So he's a loser. Part issue here, actually three if you think about it. Um, but w when you think about the U.S. depleting our stockpile of military ammunition uh, and the fact that Biden just let this blurt out. This was music to our adversaries' ears hearing this. Not only that, but Americans should be concerned. And then it begs the whole question, if he's just blurting things like this out in an interview, is he competent enough to lead the nation? Well, it's a fair question. Well, no, no, no. The first thing is, is like, did he say that? Was he advised to say that specifically for a strategic reason? Are we like fucking just like uh, Putin met with the Wagner forces? Like, I'm sure it wasn't just to like shake hands and wag dicks at each other. Like, there's a reason that Putin wanted that image out there. So I, I don't know what the reason for him saying that would have been. But, like, I also find it hard to believe that America is low on any kind of munition. And I just, I have to laugh because as a, an Army officer, former Army officer myself, if me or one of my soldiers were to tweet or uh, give some kind of immediate interview. Okay, Richard, so I got confronted with the whole Chinese. So, apparently, Hunter Biden, uh, and we're going we're gonna to get into the Hunter Biden. This is, like, the next thing here. Apparently, Hunter Biden had a, a Chinese spy, but that's an old story. That was that they broke that story broke in his old information from like I think it was June of 2022 but for some reason the right wing and we we had the laptop leak out what in the last week so maybe that's the renewed focus on this but at some point in time Hunter had a fling with the Chinese spy and she left like a necklace at his apartment or some shit but it really seems like nothing or hold on. I'm not even framing it right. She wasn't a Chinese spy. She worked for a dude who Hunter alleged was like the king of Chinese spies or some shit. 
Though I'm I'm not exactly getting the story right on that one. Like, once again, it's just right wing fucking nonsense. Interview where we revealed such uh, crucial information to the public, we would be censured, maybe even imprisoned. Uh, but here is our commander in chief just blurting out this uh, tactical and strategic information for everyone to hear. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. It's part of the reason why I believe that the Democrats are going to replace Joe Biden at the top of the ticket in 2024. Um, and he, he really is just this daughter. Anyone who believes that is a complete and total dumb fuck. The Democrats will not replace Joe Biden. First of all, the Democrats, like the DNC, wouldn't be able to make that decision. That decision is Joe Biden's and Joe Biden's alone. Oh yeah, Richard, we're, we're getting into that story. Bring old uh, commander-in-chief. He's an 80-year-old man. Uh, he, he's definitely lost a lot of miles an hour on his fastball, but it really has dire implications for national security. I mean, here he is just telling everyone, telling the world that we are currently low on 155 ammunition, which is the uh, largest and most important artillery munitions uh, that we use uh, in the modern military. And uh, it also really begs the question, um, you know, why can't the West, uh, Western Europe and the United States, match Russian production? Um, you know, that, that seems to be a, a, a running theme over the past uh, year to 18 months with this war in Eastern Europe. Uh, the United States, uh, we're clearly having trouble manufacturing uh, the munitions that are capable to not only, uh, you know, complete the, the, the requirements for our own military, but to fund our allies as well. So, uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to be depleting, uh, you know, the, the capabilities of Russia in this conflict. Uh, that's obviously not the case. As a matter of fact, it seems to be quite the opposite is what's happening here. Well, the White House tried to walk this back. They told Fox News Digital, quote, the military has specific requirements for the numbers of weapon systems and ammunition we maintain in our reserves in case of contingencies or military conflict. Everything we send to Ukraine is in excess of that. So the U.S. is not running out of ammunition ourselves. You're the only one of the three of us who has a perspective on this. You served in the military. You understand how weapons work you understand our stockpiles do you buy what no, he would just said there no that's just clean up on aisle three right there i mean that's just we've seen this time and time again uh, the entire biden administration i believe the uh, white house statement he blurts out uh, or he accidentally reveals the truth uh, and then his uh, his handlers uh, immediately come out to try to walk it back and say don't believe your lying eyes what the president just accidentally revealed to you uh, here's what's actually happening so we we all we, we've seen this time and again uh, it's really no surprise, and again, it's 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 why I truly believe that. Clinically, good uh, evening. Democrats, they're they're waiting for the right time. They don't want to supplant Biden. I just why would why would anybody prefer like if you were just an enlisted dude, you're just a fucking serviceman. Even if you're all the way up to like a general or a lieutenant, you're still not gonna know about shit like munition stockpiles. That's a fucking that's a fucking upper level Pentagon shit. Fucking no dude that's serving over in Afghanistan is going to know about anything about that. Kamala Harris, uh, because they know that she's a sure loser in 2024, and she's even more embarrassing in public than he is. So I think they want to wait uh, until the right moment to supplant him with someone like Gavin Newsom, uh, who would probably have a better chance in 2024. Or now the media, they were profiting. That's exactly what I would believe, that there is, like the, the White House statement is correct. That we have a certain level that we like never dip below, 
And what Biden was saying is like, we're getting low on the spare munitions kind of deal. So we'll send them the cluster bombs because we're getting low on what we have to spare on this shit. Because we got all this shit for us. And also, like, I just... I find it hard to... Like, they're talking about production issues, but I find it hard to believe that the U.S. isn't going to place that order. (laughs) That they don't want to produce more. I can't... I, I, I can't believe that's not an incentive. But if it's true that, like, the White House isn't wanting to pump out as many munitions as possible, then that's probably a good thing. Cool. It's first time in my lifetime it's been like that. Snicks, good evening. You got here just in time. Hunter Biden's lawyer claims he has proof that the January 6th masterminds also fabricated laptop lies. Getting interesting here. I love these shades, Snicks. They're women's glasses. I think I rock them. It is like I can finally take them off. It's not broad in here anymore. Former Republican Representative Denver Riggleman has joined the legal team for Hunter Biden. And similar to what he did for the January 6th committee in exploring the tech pieces of the conspiracies that the GOP has pushed for the past three years. Speaking to CNN's Jim Acosta, oh, do we have video? Is there video? Yeah, let's do this. Discontent continues to grow over the... ...to grow over the Hunter Biden plea deal. Two IRS uh, whistleblowers have claimed that the Justice Department slow-walked the criminal probe, uh, blocked their efforts to get search warrants and subpoenas, and blocked prosecutors from filing felony charges. Joining us with more on this is former Republican Congressman Denver Riggleman, who is working with Hunter Biden's legal team. Uh, Congressman, welcome. Appreciate it. You're well known for your work on the January 6th committee. We've talked about that in the past, uh, talking about something different this time around. Why did you decide to take on this case and, and work with the Hunter Biden legal team? And, and what's your role here? It's been interesting. My role was really the same as it was with the committee. It was really technical and analytical support based on computer forensics and phone forensics. And he knows his role since late last year. So we've been tracking data and what everybody's been saying uh, over the past two years, which has been really interesting. But why did I really take this is because, you know, I do hate bullies. Uh, but I also found out, you know, as uh, the Hunter Biden legal team reached out to me, that a lot of the people that have been pushing this are the same people that push the J6 conspiracy theories. And once I saw that some of the same techniques were being used, you know, and that you had the Steve Bannon, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, you know, and Peter Navarro's, you know, staff all involved in pushing the Hunter Biden laptop data, I got very curious. I love ones and zeros. I love forensics. And I think we have the best team in the world. And we saw that the Hunter Biden laptop data dissemination was so similar uh, to what was happening on January 6th. And it was the same people I needed to jump in. And so I came in late last year. And so uh, I guess uh, the question is, as you did for the House Select Committee on the January 6th investigation, you're assessing data. Uh, What kinds of things are you looking at? Are you looking at the laptop, for example, um, that, that has been talked about so much. 
Are, are there other <laughs> What can you give us insights into? Yeah, and, and there's some things I can talk about because unlike the grifters out there pushing data, I actually have to have transparency and verification, right, in data to stand up in a court of law. But I can tell you this. What we wanted to look at first is the data that's out there that's purported to be Hunter Biden's laptop. We wanted to see if there was any forensic format or any forensic validity to it, and there was none. Jim, I think what surprised me that if you're looking at data from 4chan or from a site like Marco Polo, you have to have forensic validity. And I am shocked that anybody in Congress would use that data or any journalist would even use those sources because what we found out, and we, we do have the data, we have the ones and zeros, we have the facts-based you know, analysis based on the ones and zeros that we have. We found this the very same folks. We have videos, we have them self-identifying for them, manipulating the data. We have people using words like Steve Bannon, like editorial creativity. And we have specific instances of fabrication and manipulation of the data. So what I would warn Congress and warn any journalist out there is that the data that's in the public sphere right now has no relation to any forensic copy that's attached to a Hunter Biden laptop. And it looks like to us that most of the data is curated. It's almost like a mixtape of multiple data sources that's gone through the hands of 30 or 40 people. And uh, so again, you know, if the two main teams are Rudy Giuliani running the Russian-Ukrainian data and Steve Bannon under Guao, you know, a Chinese, you know, an individual, a Chinese national that's been arrested. I don't think you should be actually looking at those sources because you have felons and people that have been disbarred that are really running this Hunter Biden fiasco. And, and, you know, that's, that's really why I was drawn to the case is I just wanted to see what the data was. And for us, you know, for us, it's the ones and zeros. We can just go right in and we can plow through it and we can see what's true and what's Memorex. And what we found out is that a lot of the things that they say aren't validated. They're ridiculous. And we've even found cases of fabricated data. And Denver, I mean, what about these whistleblowers, these IRS whistleblowers claiming that the just Now, as I understand it, news organizations have verified that there are authentic documents on the laptop linking it to Hunter. But it would not shock me at all to find that that has been tampered with. Who would like to put money on the big guy? Not even being a phrase found anywhere in that laptop. Do you think that that was planted? But then again, then again, as I say that, if they were going to plant something, wouldn't it be more obvious than, you know, 10% to the big guy? Like that just sounds like that was something innocuous that they, they took and ran with. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it's very possible that there's a lot of shady shit going on with this Hunter Biden. The whole thing has smelled rotten from the beginning. (laughs) There's a file called the big guy, but it's actually Hunter's wang. His giant schlong. I, apparently, he's... You live in sexual anarchy? He could pull some tails, so apparently he's working with something down there. Justice Department slow walk the criminal probe. Are you going to be getting into any of that? Do you have uh, evidence to refute that? Um, what is the legal team saying about that? Yeah. It's possible. Well, it just seems like a lot of the other so-called whistleblowers, I don't even know if you want to define them as that. It seems like they're always wrong. Either, you know, witnesses turn up missing or dead or somehow the data just disappears into the twilight or people can't even spell words correctly or actually go through how a laptop is broken down in any type of notes. There's no background information as it comes to what a WhatsApp message is or what the forensic validity of that is. So that's my job, right, is to break that kind of, that kind of stuff down. But for me, 
I think what, what individuals need to realize out there is that the truth does matter. And when you have an invasion of privacy like this and, and this amount of data that's been stolen or it's been sort of pilfered uh, and then pressed to the ecosystem for people to make money, I think it's absolutely an abomination. We already know that Hunter Biden did very bad things. The thing is, is that, you know, if it's just a flank to an election, that's an awful thing that you actually want to use. So I'll say this for any type of whistleblowers, everything like that, you've got to have proof. You've got to have validity. And now that we know that there's even text messages that were made up, I think, Jim, in May 24th and 25th of 2018, we had text messages that, that were actually made up, fabricated between United States Secret Service agents that were reported by the New York Post. And they said they had forensic validity. That was just BS. Uh, and, I, and I just think either here's the thing, either these individuals the whistleblowers haven't been trained properly. Um, they're credulous, right? Credulous idiots, other liars, or they're grifters, or some combination of all that above. And I think that's that's what gets to me is that again we're seeing the same exact people peddling this type of information that were really the masterminds of J6. And stupid? I think that's something think that as the only person who's seen the J6 data and the Hunter Biden data, I think I do have a unique perspective and a background and a trust where people will know what I'm saying is true. All right, well, we'll see how this, uh, all of this develops, and so we'll bring you back to talk about the Hunter Biden case. Uh, I'm interested. I want to see where this goes. Speaking of whistleblowers, whistleblower who accused the Bidens of corruption has now been charged with arms trafficking and violating Iran sanctions. Republicans allege that indicted arms trafficker Gal Luft has evidence of corruption on the part of President Biden. Now, I already know where they're going to go with this, obviously. Well, the DOJ is attacking him because he's got evidence. Well, they're trying to shut him down. A whistleblower who has repeatedly accused the Bidens of corruption has been charged by the Justice Department with arms trafficking, acting as a foreign agent of China, and violating Iran sanctions. Gal Luft, who is a citizen of both the United States and Israel, is accused of paying a former advisor to Donald Trump on behalf of principals in China in 2016 without registering as a foreign agent. Surprise, surprise. Beijing Biden, eh? Or like Ding Hao Donald. <laughs> oh, prosecute. Well, see, that's... Well, we shouldn't have sanctions on Iran, but that's a whole different thing. Prosecutors say that Mr. Luft pushed the former government employee, who is not named, to push policies that were favorable to China. They also alleged that he set up meetings between officials of Iran and a Chinese energy company to discuss oil deals, which would violate U.S. sanctions. They also alleged that Mr. Luft conspired with others and attempted to broker illicit arms transactions with, among others, certain Chinese individuals and entities by working as a middleman to find both buyers and sellers for certain weapons and other materials in violations of the U.S. Arms Control Act. Specifically, prosecutors say he attempted to broker a sale of anti-tank weapons, grenade launchers, and mortar rounds to Libya by Chinese companies, and also pushed to arrange for the United Arab Emirates to purchase bombs and rockets, and for Kenya to acquire unmanned aerial vehicles capable of striking targets on the ground. Luft, 57, was arrested in Cyprus in February on U.S. charges, but fled after being released on bail while awaiting extradition and is not currently in U.S. custody. U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, 
Damian Williams said in a statement that Mr. Luft engaged in multiple serious criminal schemes. He subverted foreign agent registration laws in the United States to seek to promote Chinese policies by acting through a former high-ranking U.S. government official. He acted as a broker in deals for dangerous weapons and Iranian oil. He told multiple lies about his crimes to law enforcement. As the charges until today reflect, our office will continue to work vigorously with law enforcement to detect and hold accountable those who uh, surreptitiously attempt, I even fucked it up, didn't I? Surreptitiously attempt to perpetrate malign foreign influence campaigns here in the United States. That is a really shitty file photo of Mr. Loft, apparently. The now indicted think tank uh, founder claims that there is no basis for the charges and has accused the Biden administration of targeting him because he is one of the alleged whistleblowers who Republicans has held up as having evidence that President Joe Biden and his family are corrupt. In a bizarre video first reported by the New York Post, Mr. Luft claims his arrest in Cyprus was meant to stop him from appearing before the GOP-controlled House Oversight Committee about alleged payments Uh, the Biden family allegedly received from Chinese intelligence-linked individuals. And we watch this video. I love that the New York Post Dr. Gal Luft, or Gall, it's probably Gall, I want one of the older stories. So this was four days ago. Israeli arms dealer sounds like a quadruple agent. Very possible. This is a 13 minute long video. Good day. My name is Dr. Gal Luft. What, do you think you're Dr. Jordan Peterson or something coming on here talking a 14-minute video about how persecuted you are? Seriously? Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Actually, I think Peterson's video was closer to 20 minutes, and all he was was banned from Twitter. <laughs> this guy's facing serious charges. For the past 20 years, I have been the co-director of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security a Washington-based think tank focused on energy security. For the past 15 years, I've been a resident of Israel. And for four years, I was senior advisor to the China energy company CFC at the same time of its dealings with the Biden family. Under normal circumstances, I would be testifying before Congress about my experience with CFC. Sadly, due to circumstances I shall describe here in this video, uh, I am forced to tell you this story via video. Because you ran. The deal goes back to uh, a fatal decision I made in March of 2019 to share with the U.S. government my knowledge about the Biden family's relations with CFC. As I said, it was in March of 2019. 19, 19. in a two-day session at the U.S. Embassy in Brussels. I insisted that the meeting 
take place in March because at the time there were rumors that Joe Biden was planning to run for president. I saw it as my civic duty to alert the government beforehand and give it enough time to probe the issue. I want to be clear. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I have no political motive or agenda. I did it out of deep concern that if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal, only this on, time man. with China. Sadly, because of the DOJ's uh, cover-up, this is exactly what happened. The DOJ sent to Brussels a delegation of six uh, people, two prosecutors from the Southern District of New York, by the names of Daniel Reichenthal and Catherine Ghosh, and four FBI agents. One of them was Special Agent Joshua Wilson from the Baltimore Field Office, which also happens to cover the state of Delaware. Now you want to ask yourself, why did the government dispatch to Europe so many people? Why six? Why not two? The answer is that they knew very well that I'm a credible uh, witness and that I have insider knowledge about the group and the individuals that enriched the Biden family. Why would that matter? Over an intensive two-day two meeting, um, I shared my information about the Biden family's financial transactions with CFC, including specific dollar figures. I also provided the name of Rob Walker, who later became known as Hunter Biden's bagman. And remember, this is March of 2019, while Trump was still in office. So is he alleging there is a deep state that the Trump DOJ wouldn't act on his, his tip? Uh, yet, as we now know today from the whistleblower testimony, uh, Gary Shapley, it took the DOJ a whole 21 months to probe the issue and to actually talk to Walker. But perhaps the most alarming information I revealed was of a mole within the DOJ who shared classified information with Hunter Biden and his Chinese partners. I told the DOJ no. that was closely associated with a Come very on, senior retire, retired FBI official who had distinct physical characteristic. He had one eye. One of the FBI... Do you know what? When I hear about a man with one eye, all I can think about is how much I want to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that pussy, sir. Agents at the time even told me, you know, that would be very easy for us to find. There aren't that many one-eyed people in the Bureau. The information I provided the FBI in March of 2019 was fully corroborated nine months later when the famous laptop belonging to Hunter Biden, which contained all the emails and receipts, was handed to the FBI. And guess who seized the laptop from the computer repair shop. Oh, wow. A, a laptop that just happened to have information that verifies your claims 
showed up at a shady fucking computer repair store. This all doesn't sound like a fucking setup to me at all. It was Special Agent Joshua Wilson it was the one who I was with me in Brussels earlier. In other words, the FBI knew about, uh, from me, about the Biden CFC deals before they got hold of the laptop, way before. They had enough time to investigate the issue, but they didn't. Once again, what are these CFC deals? I never heard back from the DOJ, but instead of showing appreciation for my whistleblowing... I still, I can explain what Trump is accused of doing with Russia and how it benefited him and the mechanisms of how it worked. What in the fuck is the accusation against the Bidens? What's the quid pro quo? What did China get out of the situation? What did Biden... Because it sure doesn't seem like the Biden administration is acting favorable to China at the moment, sir. This all doesn't make sense. I became public enemy number one. Over the past four years that followed, me, my family, my friends, my associates, we're all harassed, intimidated, and finally, I was prosecuted. Despite all that, on the eve of the 2020 elections, I sent my lawyer to Washington to meet with then acting Deputy Attorney General, Mr. Richard Donahue, to ensure he was informed about the information I had given his department in Brussels 19 months earlier. And also to warn him that there may still be a mole within the DOJ. Mr. Donahue confirmed one eye. that he was aware of my claims, but now we learn from the IRS whistleblower that it was Rich Donahue himself who suspended the investigation a few weeks earlier on September 4th, 2020, on the ground that it was, quote, too close to the elections. Finally, in February this year, I was arrested in Cyprus on an extradition request from the Southern District of New York, the very same office that met with me uh, in Brussels. The seven-count indictment said I violated the Export uh, Arms Export Control Act, and if I convicted, I would face up to 100 years in prison. While I was detained in Cyprus, I was portrayed in the international media as an arms dealer, even though I never traded a bullet in my entire life. In fact, nowhere in my indictment, the DOJ claimed or presented evidence that I bought, sold, shipped, or financed any weapons. I was also charged with... No, you were just setting up deals. ...of CFC, which is a far-out violation. The DOJ says that I caused the payment of $6,000 a month to former CIA director James Woolsey um, in order to put his name on an article I had ghostwritten for the China Daily newspaper. Nowhere in the indictment, the DOJ mentioned the well-known fact that Mr. Woolsey had been uh, an advisor to my think tank since 2002 and that there was nothing in the article that represented Chinese interest. To the contrary, the notion that I, Gal Luft, spoon-fed a CIA director with policy proposals on China 
treating him like a useful idiot is not only an insult to the... Oh, that's not the accusation, sir. It's that you just paid him money to use, to put his name on something. And I totally believe... I totally believe that. Yeah, I bet that shit goes on all the time. I, this seems like a slimy bastard. One-eyed man. Uh, Mr. Luft also said he jumped bail and fled after his arrest because he did not believe he could receive a fair trial in New York. Hal Herrig, the executive director of the Congressional Integrity Project, said in a statement that the case of Mr. Luft shows there is nothing more corrupt than the lengths MAGA Republicans will go to to preserve and expand their own power, including consorting with other corrupt actors, even alleged spies for the Chinese Communist Party. Do James Comer, Jim Jordan, and Kevin McCarthy lack a single ounce of shame? Apparently so. Well, yeah. I, I mean, say it all the time. Still embarrassment. Yeah, when you hear arms dealer, you think about like, um, was it Breaking Bad where Walter like met with the dude in the, in the hotel and he set him up with like a, a sniper rival? No, I'm thinking about Mike in Better Call Saul. That was the arms dude I'm thinking about. Might have been one in Breaking Bad. I don't, it's been a long time since I watched it. Do James Comer, Jim Jordan, and Kevin McCarthy lack a single ounce of shame? Apparently so. The case against President Biden was built on nothing more than conspiracy theories to begin with. But over the past few months, or over the past few weeks, we've seen their allegations crumble even more. Today's charges add to six months of misery and failure for MAGA Republicans, whose political stunts have failed to uncover a single piece of evidence linking President Biden to any wrongdoing whatsoever. Seems like it's all falling apart. Speaking of. Homer, Jordan, Kevin McCarthy. Are you guys ready for uh, government shutdown to electric boogaloo this year? We didn't actually shut down last time. We walked right up to it, didn't we? 21 far-right Republicans demand Kevin McCarthy shut down the government and budget negotiations. Do it again. In a letter to Speaker Kevin McCarthy, 21 members of his own GOP caucus listed their demands to support any appropriations bill. I know in the agreement from the spring, they just, uh, uh, like, didn't it just fucking pass for like six months or something, didn't it? It was just a, a continuing resolution. According to the letter, we plan to vote against any appropriations bills that don't remove the debt ceiling deal that the, that the House and President agreed to earlier this year. They also want no floor consideration of any appropriations bill until the 12 bills before the Appropriations Committee have been passed out to be voted on by the full House. The Republicans are also rejecting any supplemental funding for Ukraine. 
Finally, they say, through continued conversations, we will consider options in good faith that address the spending crisis in concert with other urgent policy changes beyond simple one-year riders that likely won't make it past the Senate and the President's desk. For example, enactment of H.R. 2 to secure the border, capping or cutting the harmful impacts of the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, the harmful impacts of the Inflation Reduction Act that there were Republicans across this country taking credit for the thing for the for the like projects that are being done in their states that they voted against. Oof. And or forcing the president to follow current laws and restricting its ability to abuse executive power to advance his radical agenda. Demands aren't likely to go anywhere as it would mean another government shutdown by eliminating the debt deal. Okay, so that's what it is. They've... They are demanding a... Re, a re, rescinding of the debt deal that they reached in the spring which would cause a government shutdown it wasn't even in the spring it was just a few weeks ago wasn't it This whole, my, my life has been kind of wild this year. So, you know, the last few months, Justin's had, uh, you know, a lot on his plate. <laughs> Time is, uh, dilated right now. Fox News may face yet another lawsuit. The network could see a fairly strong suit from Ray Epps, who Tucker Carlson alleged was a secret government agent behind the attack. I saw right-wingers gloating on Twitter about this, saying, can't wait for discovery, it'll expose him. And I'm like, he's suing because Fox lied about him, dudes. Experts say conservative network Fox News could face a fairly strong lawsuit from a man who Tucker Carlson repeatedly, repeatedly accused of working as a government agent and carrying out the January 6th insurrection. If you like, if you're not familiar with it, with it, if you've never seen the video before, let's. I I, I came across it earlier while I was doing this story, putting this story together. So here, this is the video that they say proves Ray Epps is a Fed. Or was a Fed on January 6th. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problems are. Okay, folks, we need your help. As soon as President Trump stops speaking, we are going to the Capitol. Capitals in that direction. Let people know. Spread the word. As soon as President Trump... And that, that, my friends, is the proof that he was a Fed directing them to go inside the Capitol. 
and not actually a true believer, which he seemed to have been. Epps, a Trump supporter and former Marine, has been at the center of a far-right conspiracy theory after an article by a right-wing website argued that he was spared from criminal charges because of his covert role. Once again, we've covered this. He's rich. Carlson and other right-wing figures, including members of Congress, have latched onto the false theory that Epps was a government agent involved in whipping up the January 6th attack. In almost 20 episodes of his talk show, Carlson reiterated the conspiracy theory that Epps was an undercover operative. Carlson repeatedly argued that Epps was recorded on camera urging others to enter the Capitol, but never entered the building himself. In one 10-minute video posted to YouTube, Carlson, Carlson claimed that it was highly strange that Epps hadn't been arrested and alluded uh, that the Times coverage on Epps was attempting to cover up something. Epps has been questioned by the January 6th committee and could still face charges as the investigation continues. He and his wife have received death threats and fled from their home in Arizona, fearing for their safety. Michael Teeter, a lawyer representing Epps, sent Fox News Network a, a cease and desist letter demanding an on-air apology and a retraction of the conspiracy theory. Teeter told the Times that Fox did not respond to their suit and a lawsuit is... Uh, I guess letter. I guess that meant letter. That they did not respond to uh, their letter. And a lawsuit is being prepared against the network. Experts have said that Epps' potential case against Fox News could have standing and become a real issue for the conservative news network. David D. Lynn, an attorney at Lewis and Lynn LLC Internet Law Council, told The Guardian that Epps' lawsuit against Fox could be viable and present a potential issue for the network. Based on the facts that have been reported, I think it's going to look like Tucker Carlson at least recklessly disregarded the truth when he made his statements about Mr. Epps, adding that Epps will have to demonstrate how his reputation has been damaged. Uh, Rayo, who we were just hearing from, noted that given that Epps did attend the January 6th riots, the focus of his legal team may be on Carlson's conspiracy theory of Epps being a federal agent. Unlike Dominion, which is a business, Epps is a private individual who will have to meet a lower standard for defamation suits compared to a public figure or government official. In a sense, it could be much easier for him to pursue a defamation claim against Fox News. Then added that if the lawsuit moves forward, Fox News could argue that the statements made about Epps were an opinion or that the claims would be regarded as obviously false to listeners. Also a conspiracy theory, speaking of Dominion, a right-wing conspiracy has gone around that Ray Epps' wife actually worked for Dominion Voting. She did not. She worked for a company called Dominion Enterprise, which has absolutely nothing to do with Dominion Voting. Two completely different companies. I hate having, like, that's one of the things, fucking right-wingers. They're just all, like, throwing around fucking accusations, and then I have to do the research to see if it's true or not. And I hate having to look this shit up all the fucking time. Who am I kidding? I, I fucking live for this. Here's one for you. Speaking of January 6th, do you guys remember the QAnon Shaman? The QAnon shaman is now in a feud with Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes over his child bride rant. 
Tweet, tweet here. It's another one of those where I'm on the wrong browser and the embedded shit doesn't show up. My apologies. First, let's hear uh, Fuentes's uh, comments. Misogynistic Christian fascist incel Nick Fuentes. I love right wing watch. Just all the adjectives. All the adjectives. I mean, they're all correct. Misogynistic Christian, Christian fascist incel Nick Fuentes <laughs> says that once he turns 30, he'll probably find himself a 16 year old child bride. Fuck, these people are fucking nuts. No, bitch. I want to drink it straight from the tap. I want it raw. I don't want to wait a moment. Right when the milk is good, I want to start drinking the milk. Same thing goes... Ew. Jesus, you disgusting fuck. Oh. No, bitch. I want to drink it straight from the tap. I want it raw. I don't want to wait a moment. Right when the milk is good, I want to start drinking the milk. Same thing goes with women. I don't want to turn 30 and find some 20-year-old, 29-year-old woman that I have something in common. The same thing goes with women. What? What was he talking about? I thought it was a metaphor. I thought he was talking about titties. No, bitch. I want to drink it straight from the tap. I want it raw. I don't want to wait a moment. Right when the milk is good, I want to start... Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's literally talking about raw milk right there. I thought he was talking about titties. Still, still... That's not as disgusting. We we can talk about raw milk. Uh, Laws against raw milk are, are, are needed. Uh, you shouldn't drink raw milk unless, like, you know the farmer. You're at the... F- you're If you are at a farm and the fucking, they milk the cow in front of you, drink some fucking raw milk. I don't want to turn 30 and find some 20-year-old, 29-year-old woman that I have something in common with, and it's like, hey, properly aged, like wine. Women don't age like wine. They age like milk. They don't age like wine. That's not how their hormones work. That's not how they work. Yeah, I gotta find, I gotta find my 16-year-old wife. (sighs) Probably when I turn 30 or something. Because here's the thing, I don't want to be like, let's say I get married to an 18-year-old now. Six-year age difference. When I turn 40, she's going to be 34. Ew. Well, if I'm 30 and she's 16... 14 year age difference when i'm 50 she'll be 36 when i'm when i'm 40 she'll be 26 then now we're talking here now we're cooking with gas now you can see an alternative vision for how how things could be i want a 16 year old is untouched untouched pristine untouched by uncorrupted innocent that's what we all want uh, and, and all 16-year-olds want an older guy who's, like, capable and strong and everything to... Hey, right-wingers! He's literally describing grooming. 
literally not how you use the word to try to slander the LGBTQ community. He is literally describing grooming. To uh, sweep them off their feet. That's what everybody wants. Dick, fuck, you ain't sweeping anybody off their fucking feet. So, you went on Shaman, Jake uh, and Jelly Chansley tweeted out, okay, to start, what the fuck? Yeah, agreed, dude. When I agreed to speak at the Arizona College Republicans United event, I was not aware that I'd be sharing the stage with someone who wants a 16-year-old wife. Should I back out or should I do the event and blow this schmuck out of the water and expose a false prophet? Ooh, please, please do the event. I want to see those fireworks. What did everybody tell you? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, can I not read replies unless I'm signed in? Shit. On browser again. Hold on. Go back to this one. Yes, don't back down. He's going to be there. Yes, posted an hour ago. I'm going to be there. Nick Fuentes' presence will not stop me from getting my message to the people. I'm going to show these college Republicans what a real alpha male looks and sounds like. (laughs) The alpha males are back, back, back. The Africans are black. Oh, God damn. No fear, he says. If if you're afraid to confront debate, you're no better than the left. What a stupid fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because fucking right-wingers are lined up to debate me. By the way, phone lines are open 917-830-4359 if you're a dumb fuck right wing. And by the way, the the Bang phone and Bang Discord should work now. I think I fixed that issue. So if you got some if you get some trolls in here, you should have the the phone and the Discord uh uh popping up now. You think we're stupid? You think we're fools? I meant to hit Rush. Didn't mean to hit Rudy. I meant to hit Rush. They're they're side by side. It just says Rudy and Rush. It's easy to get confused. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. Flash raw milk is fucking excellent. Like, there is nothing like fresh fucking milk. You need to know where you're getting it from, though, because it can get it can develop bacteria. It's not viable for commercial sale, and that's the reason why there's laws against it. Right wingers like to act like it's some fucking fascist thing. Like we can't collect rainwater. We can't. We can't drink raw milk. Rainwater thing was like I had to look this up because it was kind of weird, and they've changed the law on that now. You can collect rainwater in Colorado, but it had to do with like. 
the the water rights management and this weird obscure law from like the 1800s and shit now it was interpreted so you could like i because that's what i figured it had something to do with like you couldn't collect the rainwater because maybe the table was depleted and they need they needed the like we need every bit of the what do they call that seepage in the ground because i mean the colorado river is facing What's it called when rivers start running dry? I don't remember that term now. My apologies. I'm stupid sometimes. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? You you predominantly hear about it out west. Yeah, the drought is is causing the river to dry up, but I like there's actual uh there's like a name for it, isn't there? And like yeah, I'm totally spacing it. I'm bad with words. I'm bad with math. You take your 30-30 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. And they've changed that law now, so you can collect rainwater again. If you're going to collect rainwater for drinking, you have to have a good filtration system. George Santos! What do you say this time? Do you want me to tell you? Let's just play it. Let's just play it. They come for me. I go right back for them because I think for far too long, they've gotten away with getting along to get along. So no, it's not going to stay that way anymore. I'm going to call them out. You want to call me a liar? I'll call you a sellout. I mean, Mitt Romney, the man goes to the State of the Union of the United States wearing a Ukraine lapel pin, tells me, a Latino gay man, that I shouldn't sit in the front, that I should be in the back. Well, guess what? Rosa Parks didn't sit in the back, and neither am I going to sit in the back. That's just the reality of how it works. Mitt Romney lives in a very different world, and he, he needs to buckle up. Buckle up, buggeroos. New Rosa Parks just dropped. Tells me, a Latino gay man, that I shouldn't sit in the front, that I should be in the back. Well, guess what? Rosa Parks didn't sit in the back, and neither am I going to sit in the back. That's just the reality of how it works. Mitt Romney lives in a very different world, and he he needs to buckle up because it's going to be a bumpy ride for him. He come for me, I go right back. The glasses look good on him. The glasses look good on him. I'll give him that. Snick says he got any glasses. <laughs> Shelly, do you, have you seen the actual... The promo. <laughs> I love that Scott Steiner promo. <laughs> oh. It's one of those things like Sparkles doesn't like wrestling, but there are certain things I can show her about wrestling, and she really gets it. Like when New Jack died, I showed her the uh, the dark side of the ring about New Jack. <laughs> It was just as soon as uh, uh, he's talking about OJ killing uh, Nicole and uh, Brown. Uh, no, it was Nicole Brown and Ronald Goldman. And, and New Jack's like, there's two less that we got to worry about. And like Sparta's like, yeah, tell him. Like, I knew you liked New Jack. I knew you liked New Jack. And I showed her, I showed her the, uh, the Scott Steiner thing. She loves the Scott Steiner. You want to keep going with the Republicans saying batshit crazy things? 
I told you, I told you, I got some wild video tonight. Here's our good buddy. We've heard him. We've heard him a couple times in the show already. He's been. He's. Uh, his name has come up several times already. Here's Rudy. To fight it, and also I did happen to see the uh, the movie Sound of Freedom this weekend, and Maria and I watched it together and covered it on our show yesterday. Everybody has to see that movie, and the left's reaction to it is very, very telling. That this goes a lot deeper. Sir, I hadn't heard about it until like all the right wingers are like, it knocked Indiana Jones out of the top spot. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Like, I give a fucking shit. <laughs> and apparently it has a uh, Passion of the Christ dude in it, right? I'm, I'll go ahead and tell you, I like Passion of the Christ. I thought it was a good movie. Like, in terms of a, a, a film value, I mean, it's a fucking snuff film. I enjoyed it, though. I really enjoyed Passion of the Christ. I love... Uh, it's not Mel Gibson's best movie. Apocalyptico is. God damn, is Apocalyptico good? Why you, why you gotta be a horrible person, Mel Gibson? Why you gotta be batshit fucking crazy? You can make a good movie. Anybody hasn't seen Apocalyptico... 10 out of 10 could beat my dick to it. <laughs> Apocalyptico is way better though. Watch that one. I fucking love that movie. And there's like, there's not a word of dialogue in it. That's the thing I fucking, it's like a two hour movie. There's, I mean, there's, because it's native tribes and shit. So they're communicating with each other, but there's not like fucking English that you understand and shit. So, but like the points, you get the point across. It's fantastic. The far, the far times for hyping it up. Yeah, like, I didn't know about it until just a few days ago. Wait, did you watch this movie? Oh, people got in for free, not you got in for free. I mean, I do I need to, do I need to watch it and give my opinion on it or something? Like, I... I it's called The Sound of Freedom, but apparently it has some shit to do with sex trafficking. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's a right-wing fever dream, of course. Deeper than we realize. This whole perversion of our, uh, of our children. This is a sick thing that's going on. When you attack a movie like this, there's a motive for it. Amen. This movie's going to be bigger this week than it was last week. To fight it and all. Do I need to get the picture of you laying down on a bed, getting ready to whip your dick out? in front of a young lady that I don't know that Rudy was aware that she was supposed to be underage in the movie. She's not underage. The actress that was portraying her, the character she was playing was underage. I don't know that Rudy knew that, but he sure as shit acted like a fucking creep. I'm going to have to watch this. 
Uh, I'll I'll torrent it over the weekend or something. See if, see if I if I can get a good copy of it. I'll watch it. No, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on this piece of shit. But who knows? Maybe I'll go. I, I went into Passion of the Christ wanting to hate it and came out liking it. So. Rudy wants to talk about sick perversion. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Remember that uh, don't say gay bill that Florida had? One of the Republicans signed on to the bill was accused of sexually harassing two male staffers. Florida State Representative Fabian Basabe has also been arrested for drunk driving and accused of calling people the N-word and the sand N-word. Fabian Basabe used to be known as the Mel Paris Hilton in tabloid circles. Um, I thought Mr. Slave was the Mel Paris Hilton. Jesus Christ. The suit detailed accusations including Basabe uh, non-consensually slapping the aide's butt while in an elementary school career day and groping and trying to kiss a Florida State University graduate student before then going on to hire him as an intern. In the lawsuit filed by former intern Jacob Cutberth, former aide Nicholas Frivola and his mother Janet Frivola goes into great detail of what allegedly transpired. According to the accusations, Cutberth first met Basabe and Frivola at a Tallahassee bar in December. Later, Cupberth was such a weird name, was asked to drive the drunk Florida representative back to his hotel. While Cupberth was driving, Basabe allegedly began to physically touch and grope him and grab at him and try to kiss him. This sounds eerily similar to what Matt Schlapp was accused of doing. Cutbird says he repeatedly told Basabe to stop touching him and refused a request to come back to Basabe's hotel room. Cutbird accepted a part-time unpaid internship in Basabe's office just weeks later. He saw the opportunity as an apology, but things did not end there. Cutbird alleges that Basabe repeatedly requested that he flirt with him while in the office and that Basabe described him as eye candy in front of other people. Basabe allegedly even suggested that Cutbirth should break off his engagement with his girlfriend and instead explore his sexuality by having sex with men. In a different incident, Basabe allegedly told his aide Frivola that he wanted all of that butt. What you gonna do with all that ass? For slapping Frivola's buttocks in the back of a fifth grade classroom. Wow. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. On another occasion, Basabe allegedly showed Cutbirth and Frivola a photograph of a naked man on his phone and told the two that he was a bottom while they should be tops. You live in sexual anarchy. Projection. Projection. It's always projection with these assholes. 
I wonder what this asshole is projecting. Let me let me see if I can find video. I would love to have video. Can we? See if I can get video. I don't know that we're going to get video. Like, it seems like there's a still taken from the video. Do we have any King of the Hill fans? Are there King of the Hill fans in this uh, chat? Man, I'm not, they're not going to give me fucking video on this. Oh man. So instead of uh, pocket sand, this guy came with pocket chicken feed. Dad throws chicken feed at South Carolina school board to protest sexually explicit books. Yeah, I like it is coming black coming back or is like getting ready to premiere or has already premiered, hasn't it? Or that might be Futurama. Like, we're right up on Futurama, I think. I think Futurama comes comes back like this week or next or something. King of the Hill may be still uh, a little ways off. A father threw bags of chicken feed at a South Carolina... <laughs> There's a move. I think it's Scorpion on Mortal Kombat does like a... It's not... No, it's not Scorpion. Who is it? Shit. I don't fucking know. I don't remember who it is. But they've got this move where they're like, they're throwing like fire or something. But like, it looks like sand. I'm always like, pocket sand. (laughs) Oh, I have something horrible that I say when I play Mortal Kombat with my friend. And like it, like there is something that the inside joke and it's morphed into something. And like, it is horrendous. I would get canceled for saying it. And I told him the other day, I was like, man, if I ever like uh, fuck up and say that on stream, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. just an inside joke because my my friend misheard something I said. A father threw bags of chicken feed at a South Carolina school board to signify his belief that board members are taking a cowardly approach to removing sexually explicit books from school libraries. David Cook took to Beaufort County School District <laughs> into the Beaufort Pusser County School District school board meeting last week to criticize the district's book review process. He alleges it has allowed sexually explicit materials to remain in BCSD libraries. According to the district's website, a book review is prompted by a parent request and any Beaufort County resident is eligible to serve on a materials reconsideration committee. There's a big difference between a book ban and eliminating access to this material, Cook told the BCSD school board, pointing to a study on the negative impact of pornography on children. 
my friend. No, 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 no. A book. Probably genderqueer. Oh, okay. No, it's one of the other ones. All boys aren't blue and flamer. Apparently the, the books he's upset about. It's not immediately clear what specific books Cook was referencing. However, an analysis of BCSD's website suggests that nearly 100 of its library books have been challenged and included All Boys Aren't Blue and Flamer. I've appealed to you all repeatedly, and only a few of you have recognized we, need, uh, we do not need to keep sexually explicit books in our schools. Cook then removed several bags of chicken feed from a backpack and tossed them towards the sitting BCSD school board members. There's your chicken feed. I give you this gift as a way to demonstrate mine and many others' opinions of your lack of action. Chicken. Too afraid. Matter of fact, your behavior gives chicken a bad name. Dude, you're a dumb fuck. When we reached for common, a spokesperson for the BCSD told crisis in the classroom that the district continuously monitors our safety and security measures. Right-wing media has rotted your goddamn brain, dude. But And here's one of the things that I want to say to people like Rudy Giuliani, to anybody like trying to fucking throw out false accusations of grooming to the LGBTQ community. Organizations that fight child exploitation say your conspiracy theories harm their efforts. Me, straight to you right now. If you're one of those dumb fuck right-wingers out here with your QAnon-style conspiracy theories about fucking Democrats and their child sex trafficking rings, the organizations that literally fight uh, child exploitation say you are hampering their efforts. Go fuck yourselves. Because trafficking is a real issue. But it seems that the right wing doesn't want to focus on the actual trafficking that's going on. And unfortunately, this young lady that was, young lady, this child, this young child that was found at Camp Pimbleton was apparently sold for sex. Explosive story out of Camp Pendleton where a missing 14-year-old girl has finally been found and a Marine has been taken into custody in connection with her disappearance. That girl's family now alleging she was trafficked and sold to a Marine for sex. Our Leanne Suter joining us live in studio with the latest details. Leanne? Michelle and Jory, shocking details and allegations coming from the victim's family who says that teen was sold for sex. Camp Pendleton authorities now investigating. Authorities confirming this picture posted on social media showing the moment the Marine was arrested as authorities investigate a possible human trafficking case at Camp Pendleton after a missing 14-year-old girl was found on base. Just trying to give an update. My family and I are doing okay. Would just like to start off by thanking everyone for boosting this video. I appreciate everyone trying to bring awareness to this incident. The teen's aunt taking to social media to talk about the case and concerns about possible retaliation from the military. The woman says her niece has learning disabilities and was allegedly sold for sex. The 14-year-old's grandmother reported her missing on June 13th to the San Diego Sheriff's Department. 
She told investigators the young girl who had run away before but always returned home quickly went missing the week before. I would also like to please ask for respect for my family. On June 28th, the teen was located inside the barracks at Camp Pendleton. Since the base is federal property, Naval Criminal Investigative Services is handling the investigation with the assistance of the Sheriff's Department and San Diego Human Trafficking Task Force. The victim's family vowing to continue their fight for answers. I will not rest until the whole world knows, and those responsible are held accountable and justice, justice is served. Camp Pendleton officials say as of Thursday, the Marine had not been charged and remains in custody of his command. Am I mistaken or hasn't Camp Pendleton had a real issue with sexual assault in its ranks and rape? I might be mistaken. That might be a different bait. I, I venture to say a lot of um, military installations have problems with this and we just don't know about it. Yeah, this, notice that none of the right-wingers would like to talk about child trafficking. I didn't, I didn't hear him mention it. There was teenagers beating up a Marine? I would love to see that. I don't remember that, but as I said, like... June 2020? Yeah, 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 here we go. California student arrested over mob beating of Marines. say they merely asked them to stop lighting fireworks. Orange County Sheriff's Office arrested five people, four boys and one girl for the assault with a deadly weapon. Family member of one of those facing charges spoke to the post and confirmed their sibling is facing two felony counts. You can't really tell what's going on. Feel it's so unfair to go after someone who had never hurt anyone and was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, said the family member. My sibling is a really good person, a great student, and has never been in trouble before. Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer declined to comment on the case because juveniles are involved. Violence of any kind will not be tolerated. So we've only got the Marine side. None of the five teens have been charged as a, as adults. 
Students and parents who spoke to the Post allege Antonio and the two other Marines were drunk and had been roughhousing with the teens. In the viral video, one of the servicemen is seen uh, walking up some steps when someone in the crowd yelled, Get the fuck out of here! before a boy punches the serviceman in the back of the head. The Marine turns around and lunges into a group of about 30 people. The group reacts and punches and kicks the servicemen, who drop to the ground and crouch in a fetal position as blows and kicks from the crowd rain down. Antonio uh, also told the local TV station the mob of teens attacked him and his friends after they asked the group to stop setting off fireworks. However, students told the Post the Marines were visibly drunk and did not approach them about fireworks. Here's a picture of him drinking. That looks like, what, a gallon of fireball? To be fair, it does not look like uh, very much has been drank out of it, but the dude is sitting there with a gallon of a fireball. I think that's what that is from the colors. We tried to get away, but the Marines were the ones who followed us, said one student who was at the May 26th party. Additional video shared on social media captured Antonio playing cards before the teens, uh, with the teens before the non-viral beatdown. In one video, Antonio passes a half-empty fireball whiskey bottle to another young partygoer who takes a swig before handing it back. Okay, so... Half-empty fireball whiskey bottle. That's a fucking gallon. So apparently in the video, he has consumed at least a half a gallon of fireball. I'm not wrong on this, right, guys? I'm not a drinker. But a, a bottle like that with the handle on the side, that's a fucking gallon, right? That is much bigger than a fifth. They probably deserve to have the shit beat out of them. Fucking pricks. Let's go to New England. Unfortunately, they are getting devastated. With, with flash flooding after, um, apparently, it's almost a gallon. 1.75 liters. Okay, half gallon. Okay. I don't know my alcohol. You guys keep me honest on that one. I can tell you what a quarter looks like. I can tell you what a half looks like. Can eyeball an ounce pretty well. Apparently, a whole summer's worth of rain came down on the northeast within just a matter of a few hours. A whole summer's worth of rain dropped in just a few hours. That's so fun. Wiping out the roads here in New York City. It was bad. Millions from Pennsylvania to New Hampshire were left in the path of dangerous flooding. Officials said a young woman was killed by the flooding north of New York City. And there are others who are still unaccounted for at this hour. Errol Barnett is in West Point, New York. That's one of the wow. areas. Errol, good morning. What can you tell us? Hey there, Gail. Good morning to you. Look behind me at one of the hardest hit areas within New York. This is what's left 
of Route 218, which is just north of West Point, next to the Hudson River, and the underground drainage pipe had been completely pulled away by the force of the water, as well as the mud and the asphalt, the metal railing along this road as well. Behind me, you can still hear the sound of the water rushing down this cliff below where we are, earth-moving machines trying to clean things up. Governor Kathy Hochul has already issued a state of emergency for this and other counties. Truly, the water moved so swiftly last night, it instantly turned roads into rivers. Oh, my God. Floodwaters rushed through the streets of Highland Falls, New York, Sunday after torrential downpours dumped at least eight inches of rain in the area. Neighborhood blocks turning into rivers. Further south, flooding left these rows of cars in Stony Point partially submerged. First responders rescuing dozens of people by boat. Similar scenes played out across the northeast. Roads and bridges buckling under the weight of water in Norfolk, Connecticut. The bridge on our property, the, it's basically floating on the water right now. You don't get them very often, so here's a Maynard. Hey to him, buddy. Hey, Maynard. You guys have no clue how pissed I have been at these three motherfuckers in my... Last night after I got off stream, I was incredibly hungry. I'm incredibly hungry tonight. So I go over and I am fixing dinner. I think I reheated something. I don't even think I like fixed dinner. I've got Maynard over there next to that door. And Smokey is on my cabinets up here. And both of them are just meow, 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 meow. And I'm like, what the fuck are you two bitching at? And then I've got socks like all around my feet wanting me to go and like feed him. And I'm like, dude, like you've ate already. So like, both sides, neither of them would shut up. I'm like, dudes, what? I come over here. I've got one glass of tea left. I'm like, oh, I don't have to make tea tonight. This one glass will do me for dinner. I'll make some chocolate milk and I'll go to bed. I sit down with my dinner on the couch. I put my tea beside the couch. I'll be goddamned if I don't even know which one of them knocked it over. It might have been both of them. Two or two, three of them. I don't fucking know. But, like, just as soon as I sat down, they knocked my fucking tea over. An entire glass. It went all over the fucking floor. So here I am. I'm starving. I'm wanting to... I'm, I'm like, food in my mouth. They fucking knocked my tea over on the floor. I know it's going to be sticky everywhere. Like, I was ready to give away three cats last night. I was ready to give away three. This this was my face after they knocked my fucking tea over. And then this morning. This morning they must have all been hungry because they all three of them. Bitching at me this morning to get out of bed. Cats, man, cats. All right, let's do trad wife. 
Trad wife and we're out of here. So as I learned earlier in the stream, trad wife apparently means traditional, traditional wife. And apparently Michael Knowles has a traditional wife. Hey, you are you are a lovely lady. I feel sorry that you are married to Michael Knowles. Maybe you're not maybe I'm maybe I'm confusing the piece. Maybe it's not maybe Michael Knowles doesn't even have a wife. Year old woman who's gone viral. I'm sure you've seen her TikToks. Yep, yep, yep. It's not Michael Knowles' wife. He don't have no wife. Nobody would fucking sleep with him. So this is just this is just another woman that went viral. And Insta stories and MySpace posts and Zanga journals and AOL instant messenger emojis and anything else. She's what? Subject of very nasty articles by the libs in the media. Esty, thank you for coming on the show. Hi, Michael, and thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. First off, when I first saw your name, I was tempted to pronounce it Este, as in loud. My apologies, he has a wedding band on, so apparently somebody is touching his genitals. Sad. I feel sorry for her. Outer, but it is Esty. Yeah, no e accent, so the very American, American version. <laughs> very, very American, very traditional. For those who don't know, Esty, what is a trad wife? Well, a trad wife is just short for traditional wife, and it is a homemaker, and she cooks, she cleans, she takes care of the home and the children, if there are any. And I don't cook, world. I don't clean. Let me tell you how I got this ring. Sure. What motivated you to pursue this traditional life? Were you raised... DJ Dub, I could see that. I mean, were you raised in this way, or was it a conscious choice? To become this thing well i was somewhat raised traditional my mom was a traditional wife until my parents got divorced and then of course that threw our family for a spin and i think i felt the need to fit the mold of the world and go get a degree find a career and i did go to college for almost two years and then i dropped out because secretly i always wanted this lifestyle of course you need a husband to have this lifestyle so when I met my now husband, um, everything just came into place. And that's really the inspiration behind it. It's just, it was a dream. So do you, do you think that one of the... Uh, I ain't saying she a gold digger. Behind ...the traditional movement for men and especially for women who want to be trad wives. Do you think it's things like divorce? Do you think it's people coming from a culture that is broken, that lived out all of the pathologies of the liberal age of Aquarius hippy dippy sexual revolution and realize that the fruits of that revolution were just poison and so they're rebelling against that? Yeah, I think that's actually a great point. And at least for my generation, I grew up being told that you need a career in the boss babe era, right? And I think a lot of women are realizing that they want to embrace this natural role. As you a need a career because how the fuck does anybody survive on one income? A career to feel fulfilled as a woman. How has your family reacted to it? My family is not. Well, let's also not point out that apparently she's a TikToker. I would assume she's getting a page. She's a fucking social media influencer. She has a career, Michael. You, you guys realize that, right? Nothing but supportive, and in fact, a lot of the women in my family are boss babes, but we celebrate each other's differences and what make all of us happy, and they've shown nothing but support. 
Well, that, that's wonderful to hear. Do they think you're a little crazy? I mean, I, I know, because I have a lot of liberal family and a lot of liberal friends. I grew up in New York, and perhaps I consciously, you know, moved away from some of those ideas too, but they think I'm nuts, you know? They're kind of nice about it, most of them, but they think I'm pretty crazy. Do they think that about you? Or crazy, Michael. Uh, well, they definitely thought I was crazy. When I dropped out of college, I was studying to be a meteorologist. And hmm. when I told them- That, that makes sense. My husband, um, I'm dropping out. For those of you who are unaware, I've, I've gone over this before. I've worked for several TV stations. I've met numerous meteorologists. Almost all of them are right-wing fucking nut jobs. Almost every single meteorologist. I, I do not know what it is about meteorologists that make them right-wing nut jobs. What it, can anybody answer that for me? Because most reporters always end up being on the liberal side. Venus, good evening. I've been out of college, they're like, you're nuts. <laughs> Why and not? I, I, well, I mean, why you don't you don't need the BS degree and you don't need the BA degree if what you're going for is the MRS degree and you're able to get that in two years. That's absolutely right. Honestly, I think going back to our roots and kind of like doing what our grandmothers, maybe some of our grandmothers did, it is really giving well, women this fulfillment and filling their hearts with joy to take care of their families. Now, is there a kind of a contradiction with being a trad wife who is very publicly a trad wife on social media, meaning you are probably the most identifiable figure of this whole movement, but it's a movement that says women should basically be homemakers and, and running private life. So is there, does it undermine the trad life to be a public insta-celebrity trad wife? Yes, you have a career. I get those comments all the time. Like, how are you a trad wife? You're online. And it's like, well, I guess 1950s uh, trad wives weren't trad wives if they're using dishwashers and washing machines. If women in the 1800s weren't using those, I think as time goes on, like life is changing and we live in an online world. And I've been using that to my advantage to really try and inspire younger women who maybe deep down have this desire to be a trad wife, but they're being told, no, you need a career. You need to support yourself. And who's telling them, man, but that's simply not true. You know, I, I don't know if the analogy to the washing machine is, you think you need to depend on a man. That's odd to me. Why? I feel so sorry for that. What happens if this woman and her, what happens if her husband becomes abusive? And she needs to leave him. Like, it, it, it would be a horrible situation. Like that, One of the things that sucks so much about the whole traditional thing. Well, I mean, she would be fine. She's an influencer. What am I thinking? She, she's probably uh, making a hefty chunk of money off of being an influencer. But another woman in the traditional situation might not have the power to be able to leave.
Learn to be independent. I don't, why, why? Totally apt because the washing machine is, it's, it's a technology that allows you to live this private life, you know, and run the household more efficiently. Whereas the, the, the public facing stuff on Instagram doesn't do that. I think the better analogy- Did any of you guys see the clip? I think I saw it on Majority Report. They were mocking it. Where it's all the guys from the Daily Wire. It's Matt Walsh. It's Michael Knowles and Clavin and, and uh, Shapiro. And they asked them if they would rather wash the dishes or do the laundry. All of them say, like, well, I wouldn't do women work, blah, blah, blah. But then they all pick the dishes. And uh, I'm pretty sure somebody uh, like Emma or somebody on the majority report pointed it out. Dumbasses don't even under don't even realize that the laundry is the easier chore. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Allergy might be uh, maybe Phyllis Schlafly, who I think is one of the greatest women of the 20th century. And Phyllis Schlafly was in many ways a trad wife and also one of the most important political leaders in American history. And she was a wife and a mother and she had six kids. And also she single-handedly shot down the Equal Rights Amendment and is, is one, truly one of my favorite conservative movement figures. Did it come out like she was paid or something? Yes, but the way that we all interact with you is you are telling women in a really public facing way Hey, it's okay. You, your desires that you have to not like go work at a widget factory for Mr. McGillicuddy who doesn't care about you, your desire to like have a family that loves you and work for them, it's normal. It's okay. You can do that. And and the, I guess the irony of that is you've got to be a public girl boss kind kind of to do that, to tell people either to shut down the ERA or even to tell people on Instagram to live a normal life. That's a good point. <laughs> So what goes into the trad wife lifestyle? You know, beyond what we see on Instagram, is it uh, laundry and cooking? And is it having lots of babies? Is it going to the PTA? Is it what, you know, what, what's the, what's the fully fleshed out life look like beyond, you know, a minute or two on Instagram? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the time I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, and I do like to know what me and my husband are eating and that's why I cook all of our meals from scratch and instead of going to get fast food after work and living in this fast-paced life it's a slow way of living hmm. and we don't have we don't have children yet we do plan to start a family in 2024 but for now I'm just taking care of myself our home and my husband you know I love that if you're gonna do a lot of anal I got some advice for you life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole wash your ass The Behind the Bastards about Vince McMahon. Highly, highly recommend it because it wasn't really so much about Vince McMahon. Like it was Robert Evans taking a chance to basically talk about all the fucking dickheads in wrestling like throughout history. Fan, me as a wrestling fan, really enjoyed it. Bust snacks. Hmm. Eat her ass tonight. This idea of, of slowing down. Because modern culture, not just on the left, but on the right too, seems totally geared towards speeding up. I'm from New York. We walk very fast. We talk fairly fast. We, uh, you know, so I, I, I feel it too. And maybe you want your husband to be out there in public working fast, working hard, bringing home the bacon. But you also need a place of peace, a place to, to rest, a place to 
to gather your thoughts. What does your husband think of all this? Did he consciously marry a trad wife or were you a little different when you guys met? Um, well, he met me when I was in college and it was funny, actually on our first date, he mentioned that he wanted to provide for a traditional wife, a homemaker. I don't think trad wife was definitely not like the word, but um, a homemaker. And he wanted that um, wife to take care of the children. He, he saw the importance and the value of a woman creating a warm home and taking care of the family, raising the children ourselves instead of dropping them off at daycare and having somebody else raise them. Right, there's this weird phenomenon in modern culture where the woman goes and works for a guy so she can make money so that the husband can pay some other woman to raise their kids. And it just seems very inefficient. Maybe that ticks GDP up a little bit. Maybe there are market incentives for that, but it's completely insane. And for a lot of people, Based Michael Knowles over here wanting to raise wages so that you can have single family incomes again. Like, does he think the reason why women enter the workforce isn't is because they've been brainwashed that they need to get that they need to get careers for some kind of fulfillment reason and that it's not you can't live on one income anymore like Jesus dude Jesus Maynard's in there yelling again I don't know what he's yelling at dude what do you want always wild shit going on over here at my house I'm going to hit the content warning for this. This should be a good story, but you might have to, you might have to hear something a little tragic before you get to the good part of it. Cause that happens. And I know how you, all of you all are, are about animals. So a dolphin and her baby were rescued after being trapped in a pond for two years. Oh, I thought there was video. Oh no. Oh, I thought we were going to get to see the dolphins. A pair of dolphins that spent nearly two years stuck in a Louisiana pond are back at sea thanks to help of several agencies. Come on, give us some video, or at least have pictures. Yes, here we go. Uh, only CBS probably doesn't play in this browser. God damn it. Nothing's coming up Millhouse for me. sound it don't look like
The official said the mother dolphin and her calf became trapped in the pond system. They didn't have a way to get back to the Gulf of Mexico, and officials had to wait until the calf was old enough. So that's why they had to leave them there for two years. I was wondering why they couldn't rescue them sooner. Oh. Here you go, babies. Oh. We got to see them get released, but we didn't really get to see a good shot of them. Apparently, it was the hurricane, Hurricane Ida, caused them to get trapped. Oh, sweet baby. Look how small the little one is. Like a third of the size of the mother. Oh, go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. But Justin Freegan, we'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.